Hey everyone, welcome to the Business Alabama podcast from Business Alabama Magazine. I'm Alec Harvey, Executive Editor of Business Alabama Magazine, and my guest today is Tim Burke, Chief Financial Officer for Apex Roofing and Restoration, based in Birmingham. On this episode, Tim talks about Apex, the roofing and restoration industry, and how both are growing. Just a quick note, this conversation was recorded before the recent announcement of Apex's expansion into Colorado. Please join me as I talk to Tim Burke on the Business Alabama podcast. Tim, thanks for joining me today on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Can we start with you telling me about yourself, where you're from, where you grew up, maybe where you went to school, uh, kind of leading up to Apex, maybe? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, so... Um, I grew up in upstate New York, uh, north of Albany, uh, where the weather is extremely cold during the winter. Uh, I've been fortunate to live uh, about half my life down here in the South. I uh, went to school after leaving upstate New York in uh, North Carolina. I went to UNC Wilmington undergrad for a degree in finance and marketing. And then I went to Chapel Hill for graduate school and business and then uh, spent the first 15 years of my career in the investment banking business. Did a lot of work with uh, uh, healthcare and medical device and aerospace and defense and kind of high tech type companies. Uh, And then I did that up until about 2014 uh, and then I had a, a wealthy client in the robotics business that had initially wanted me to sell his company, changed his mind, uh, had, and, and uh, had asked me to come over and set up a family office for him. So that sort of got me out of the world of investment banking. So we, we grew that uh, operation, brought on some people to help manage some different assets. In that uh, role, I ended up uh, running his um, largest holding, which is his uh, robotics company. Uh, we had, uh, we're doing some very interesting things like making robots that were used to make iPhones and that type of thing. We had experienced some um, challenges to that business. And so uh, as a response to it, we uh, worked with Toyota to teach us uh, their lean philosophies, which we applied to that business very successfully. And that was sort of the springboard that got me into the world of sort of running companies and and learning. You know, it was between my sort of background in investment banking and understanding what sort of the capital markets look for and what drives value. And then, you know, the operational experience with Toyota and running that company and learning how to actually pull those levers. It became a pretty good combination of experience and skills that, you know, has benefited me ever since. So. Um, I did that for a few years and then uh, had an itch to do something entrepreneurial, started my own sort of what would be called an independent sponsor. So, uh, uh, you know, private equity like vehicle and got involved with a physical therapy company uh, and had some other you know companies under letter of intent. We ended up uh, selling that company and then, you know, I started looking sort of what would be my next venture and ended up. Uh, getting sort of recruited to come down to Birmingham, Alabama to work for a company named Blocks. And Blocks was a you know, very good fit for what I did. It was a you know, lean manufacturing strategy, uh, working in kind of the multi-unit healthcare uh, industry where I had a lot of experience. 
uh, and, you know, working with uh, private equity investors. We had numerous institutional investors that were there already. And then we had to, you know, bring on new uh, capital partner. And we did that while I was there. So that I did that for a few years and then got recruited to come over here to Apex. And I've been here for a little under two years now and really, really enjoy what I'm doing now. Great culture, great team, great strategy, uh, really, really efficient, well-run business. You know, just really enjoy getting up, coming to work here every day. Well, first of all, I'm glad we started with that question because the information that was sent over about you left out about 99% of that <laughs> interesting track. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad to know all of that. But speaking of Apex, you, yeah. you, you, you've already talked about it a little bit. You were recruited, but how did Apex come your way? When did this happen? And, and what has been your trajectory at Apex? Sure. Yeah. So periodically as an executive at a company, you get people that reach out that are uh, headhunters. And, you know, sometimes you take those calls if you have a bad day at work, right? And I just happened to sort of pick up the phone and and uh, uh, struck up a conversation with a, a firm here in town named ZRG Partners um, that does a lot of work with, you know, private equity backed companies or companies that intend to get into the private equity world, which is where I have a lot of experience. And coincidentally had also been approached for another roofing business that was large, that was based in Alabama. So it just, you know, the combination of those two sort of uh, outreaches got me looking at the roofing industry where, you know, coincidentally, my uh, in-laws actually have a roofing business. Oh, really? So I'd been around it my whole (laughs) sort of adult life. Uh, And as I started looking at what was going on in the industry, I became convinced that there's a huge opportunity here. So then met with Grant Rocket, who is the owner of the company, and uh, another gentleman named Aaron Shields, who is the president of the company today. Just really, really liked the team, really liked the culture, really liked their vision. And I think most importantly, you know, the culture here, I mean, you can kind of feel it when you walk into the door that it's just a very positive environment where everyone uh, shows a lot of respect towards one another and works very hard towards common objectives and, you know, in a way where people really, I think, are empowered uh, to do their jobs well and, you know, really enjoy working together. So I I just was very attracted to the opportunity and it has played out as exactly, exactly as I had hoped. I really, uh, I've I've had a chance to do a lot of good things and, and uh, I really like coming to work every day. And I really like the people that I work with. So it's a great. Uh, And how long have you been there too? A little under two years. It was August 1st of 2022 that I came up. So for people who have absolutely no idea what you do or what the, the industry is like, what, what what would you tell them? How would you describe roofing and renovation? Our business model is to do replacement roofs or repairs when when that's appropriate, but mostly replacing roofs for residential structures for existing buildings, right? So we don't do new construction. Typically what causes the need for a roof to be replaced, not always, sometimes they just wear out, but a lot of cases there's uh, damage from some type of either hailstorm or hurricane or a tree falling on someone's home, something like that. So we're really good at it. We did about 5,000 residential roofs last year uh, across five different states. And, uh, you know, today we're the largest in the Southeast and, you know, we continue to expand uh, nationally. 
through both acquisitions and uh, entering new markets organically. So can you talk a little bit about that growth, particularly since you've been there, uh, what you've seen and maybe some milestones along the way? Yeah, sure. So uh, it's really been a very fascinating growth story. My career in investment banking, I worked predominantly, though sometimes, uh, you know, on a sale or capital raise for a private equity owned company. Most of what I did uh, was through uh, was for founder owned company. So it's a very common story. You have someone who's a founder that has, uh, uh, you know, an internally optimistic personality, can always see the upside no matter <laughs> no matter the risks uh, and is willing to bet on themselves. Uh, and that is really the story of Grant Rocket, who's the founder here. He, you know, uh, not unlike other entrepreneurs, tried a variety of things with varying degrees of success. And then I think kind of almost stumbled into this industry, uh, you know, when he was looking for a source of income when he was young. And I think really saw the opportunity to serve the residential market. So the company was started in, I think, about 2010 uh, here in Birmingham, Alabama, in any entrepreneur's success story, there's a combination of hard work and, and good luck. I mean, I think Grant worked really hard, uh, built a really good team. Uh, and then, you know, when, you know, I, I think sort of fortune favors the prepared, you know, a big storm hit here uh, and it, you know, generated a lot of business for the company. You know, that was sort of the springboard uh, to the, you know, what led to the trajectory of the company as it, as it is today. So that was in 2010. Uh, within a year or two, they had expanded into Mobile. Mobile then was sort of the springboard into Florida through the Panhandle, then expanded down into Orlando, then uh, Southwest Florida, then Panama City, then Jacksonville, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, Southeast Florida and Miami were uh, just entered this year uh, and have aggressive plans now to enter two to three new markets per year. The, if you were to look at kind of a graph of the company's kind of sales over time, you'd see something that was, uh, you know, really looks like a hockey stick and and has been, you know, growing on the order of, you know, 30 to 40 percent compounded annually for, for, you know, over a decade now. And we hope to continue that growth and success. Uh, I think we have both the team and uh, technology and, and processes to do just that. Other obviously similar companies out there that, that do roof repairs and restoration. And you've mentioned the company culture a little bit already, but, but what else sets Apex apart from these other companies, do you think? So um, I think one of the things that really distinguishes us is that there are, um, in storm environments, there are a lot of companies that kind of come in, you know, just to really monetize the storm event. Uh, and then once the storm is, you know, passed by, they're sort of gone. And we've really taken the opposite approach, which is, you know, when we come into a market, we may go in there before there's a storm and we'll set up shop because we think that the market has attractive demographic characteristics or growth characteristics. And then if a storm happens, we're in a good position. And long after the storm is gone, we're still there serving those homeowners, warrantying the roofs, doing repairs if necessary. Uh, and making sure that they get um, good service uh, and someone that stands behind their roofs long after it's been replaced. That's, I think, what we do really well. We also uh, have uh, extremely good stable of of construction firms that we work with that do our our la- you know that, that are the source of the labor. Uh, they're extremely efficient and do a very very high quality job. 
Uh, and then I think the other advantage that we have is because of our scale now, um, particularly in markets like we've experienced over the last few years, uh, our buying power with uh, the big distributors and, and roofing supply companies is such that we're able to, you know, sort of sort of ensure a steady flow of supply of materials uh, in almost any disaster condition anywhere, you know, that we have offices. Uh, and so our customers can tend to kind of go to the front of the line because of that and get their roofs fixed so that they don't have blue tarps over their house and, and uh, you know, which is what they want is to return their life to sort of normalcy after they have an event like that. So you, you've only been in the industry a couple of years, but you've apparently been around it through your in-laws for, for a while longer. Sure. I would assume there've been a lot of changes along the way, technological advances, that sort of thing. How has Apex responded to the changes and, and what are some of the bigger ones you've seen? Yeah. So one, and this is one of the things that attracted me to Apex is so Apex is a, a very uh, strong believer in leveraging technology uh, and not technology for technology's sake, you know, but really viewing it as a tool, not an end uh, in itself. And so we really, we leverage just the best technology we can to make the processes very efficient. So everything from kind of tracking the sales process to managing uh, any interactions with insurance companies, if they're involved, to scheduling the labor, to, you know, integrating directly with our su suppliers to make sure that the uh, material is ordered directly to the job site. Um, uh, we just, you know, we have, we, we use it and everything that we do in every way uh, and it all with a goal of making the process, you know, better for our customer. Uh, so technology is definitely something uh, that is um, penetrating uh, what was a pretty analog industry for, for many, many years. It, I think it, roofing and, and home services are probably one of the last frontiers, you know, where technology hasn't quite, you know, gotten to, to penetrate the market. Uh, but that's all happening now. And I think so that that's one trend. I think then the other trend is consolidation, right? So there's uh, recognizing this opportunity. There are countless private equity funds. I mean, I, I get calls almost nonstop from them uh, that are trying to enter this market. You know, they're going to back large platforms to, you know, uh, acquire um, uh, smaller entities and, and uh, you know, what was a, a, an industry that had, you know, 50 to 100,000 participants uh, is going to consolidate fairly quickly, I believe, over the next kind of 10 to 20 years to where the the largest platforms are the ones that are going to be able to serve the customers the best. So those are kind of two big trends that are happening that we're right in the middle of all of that. So we're talking about trends now, but what do you see the net happening in the next few years? What are what are some things looming for Apex and the industry as a whole? As a whole? What is a condition right now is that uh, the fastest growing cohort of homeowners are millennials now. That That's a shift. Um, and millennials are very uh, deeply seeped in the use of technology to procure goods and services, right? So, uh, you know, the idea that a salesman has to come out to your house, measure your roof and take a look at it and take pictures and all that kind of stuff. That's really going to shift to uh, and and we're doing all these things to make sure that we can do it. I mean, that I, I can envision a, a scenario where some young millennial has got a home and doesn't want to talk to anyone. They want to go online and, 
you know, have a satellite picture of their home, uh, create the quote and, and buy that house or buy that roof uh, right online, you know, not even potentially interact with another human being. Um, and, and, and that uh, there's no reason that that can't be done. And uh, we're, we're going to be right at the forefront of that. I think shift is, is uh, as the, as what was, something that was much more of a project oriented industry becomes productized to something that can be bought in a very streamlined way, you know, where the, the customer experience is very efficient and, uh, and, and, you know, enjoyable to them as consumers. So Tim, I like to end these conversations with a group of questions we call business casual, which are a little more casual in, in nature, a little pop culture stuff, what you're reading and watching. Uh, what about podcasts? Do you listen to podcasts? Uh, yeah, I've become a fanatic for podcasts. Um, uh, you know, Joe Rogan was really where I got my feet wet listening to podcasts. I love the format of his podcast. And what I really, really like about it is his, uh, you know, fair treatment of all viewpoints on things with uh just a very respectful way of trying to find kind of meaning and truth without an agenda. Uh, it, it really gives you a chance to learn when you, you listen to Joe Rogan. And as a result of that, some of his guests that have podcasts, I started listening to those. There was a guy, Coleman Hughes, um, you know, that I just started listening to and, and all as a result of kind of Joe Rogan. So I'm, I'm a big believer in podcasts. I like them. I like Joe Rogan and his guests. I bet I know the answer to this, but are you a reader? And what are you reading these days? I, I do read uh, in fits and starts. I, I will tend to read uh, a number of books and, I'll, and then I'll pick up a bad one and that will then cause me to not read a book for six months. I don't know why it's like that. Uh, most recently, I read um, uh, Thinking Fast and Slow uh, by uh, Kahneman. And uh, it's a, it's all about sort of probabilities and statistics and behavioral economics and human behavior and, and, you know, our tendencies toward cognitive biases and things like that. Really fascinating book. TV. Have you binged anything recently? Well, yeah, we're, uh, my wife and I have to, we have to negotiate a lot to find something that we'll mutually be interested in. Uh, but most recently that was succession. We watched uh, succession and, uh, it was a great show. I think the, the characters there are very deep, uh, very ca- very deep character development. You sort of love to hate all those people there. <laughs> <laughs> there really really wasn't anybody to like in this show. No, there <laughs> wasn't, but you can't stop watching. You know? yeah. uh, finally, Tim, I, I want to, this may track back towards the business world. It may not, but can you talk about a little bit of the best advice you've been given over over your lifetime? When I was a young analyst in investment banking, there was a guy that got put in charge of the whole entire firm's capital markets function named Peter Griffith. And uh, I remember that we were doing really well. We we're getting a bunch of deals done. And the advice, he said a very simple quote that I'll never forget. And he said, Tim, you're doing a great job, but never confuse a bull market for brains. <laughs> so uh and that, that, you know, is really good advice because uh, a lot of times uh, conditions and luck have a lot to do with uh, outcomes. And uh, it's always good to remember that. Ne- never let your ego think that, you know, you're the cause of all good things because bad things are always usually right around the corner when that does happen. So. 
Well, Tim, I can't thank you enough for joining me today on the podcast. Of course, Alec. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. My thanks to Tim Burke of Apex Roofing and Restoration and to you, the listener, for joining me today on the Business Alabama podcast. Until next time, this is Alec Harvey. Find more from Business Alabama in our monthly magazine and online at businessalabama.com.